This week's episode is sponsored by Smart Home. Looking to simplify your life? Whether it's planning your week or just remembering where your appointments are, Smart Home can help with that. They provide everything from personal assistance like Google Home or Alexa to automated lighting systems and security cameras like Ring for your home. Their products are affordable, easy to program devices that communicate over your home's existing wiring and over radio frequency signals. That means that your appointments are always remembered and that your house is always safe. As a thank you for listening to our podcast, you can use the discount code NERD10, that's N-E-R-D-1-0, at checkout for 10% off on their website, smarthome.com. You can follow them at smarthome on Instagram and at smarthoming on Twitter. Hey y'all, it's Jimmy and Joey, and you're about to listen to our interview on Pop Nerd Lounge. Welcome to Pop Nerd Lounge, the podcast that shares the stories of creatives to inspire our listener. I'm your host, Steph Pham. My guests today are singer-songwriter, sister-brother duo. They've garnered a massive social media footprint across multiple platforms with views going into the millions. Their latest single off their upcoming EP, Till Your Heart Breaks, is out now. We have a refreshing conversation about the songwriting process and what they've learned in writing sessions, traveling on the road, touring, and even performing their song, Something Good to Miss. You know what time it is. Grab your favorite beverage, get comfortable, and join me as I chat with Judah and Joey. Welcome to Pop Nerd Lounge. My guests today are Judah and Joey. Judah and Joey, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you thank so you much so for much having for us. From what I read, this all started with the Little Rascals and Judah. You saw Darla singing L-O-V-E <laughs> in the movie. Was the music an instant bonding experience for you two growing up? Um, well, actually not right away. Um, I actually started before Joey. I started around three or four and I did classical on the piano and did some little concerts with my vocal teacher. And then that's kind of when Joey came along. Yeah, I was actually a sports guy. I played basketball, football, baseball, soccer. I had no intentions of doing music whatsoever. And I went to one of my sister's lessons and started singing from there. And I was like, I don't know if this is going to be my thing. I'd rather play baseball or basketball. Like music is just... It's not one of my things, you know, and I ended up liking it. And we've been doing this for a very long time, loving every single minute of it. And I'm just glad to do music with my sister. Now, Joey, you were speaking about how you were into sports before. During that time, did you ever feel like you had to choose one over the other or could you fully participate in both? Well, actually, I was playing uh, two sports at one time. I was actually playing basketball at the YMCA um, and doing baseball, travel baseball, doing practice Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday and Sunday, I would have triple headers playing baseball all the time. So it was a, it was a pretty rough schedule, like plus school and everything. So it was it was a it was a rough time, but it was so much fun. <laughs> now, when did you guys begin to write music? I would say, so I was with my first vocal coach for a while, and that's kind of when I did like the little concerts at the end of like a year. Every half a year, we do like little performances. And then I moved on to another vocal coach who introduced me into writing because she also did a similar thing like with the showcases after a few months or however long it was. And she was like, well, why don't you perform like one of your own songs? I was like, oh, like I've never written a song before. Like, I don't know how well that would work out. I was super young. I think I was like six, maybe. I'm not really exactly sure, but it was super young. And so then I kind of just, she really helped me out with that. And she was like so supportive and like really amazing to be able to just work me through that. 
And then I, I did, I performed one of my original songs and yeah, it was, I guess it kind of just started from there. And then Joey got introduced to it with the same writing coach and then we wrote songs together mm-hmm. and now we're doing co-writes with like other writers down in Nashville. And then, yeah. Yeah. Like Jordan said, we actually, <laughs> um, couple, couple months ago, we actually bought a house up in Nashville. And so I feel like when you get older and when you experience more things, have relationships and stuff like that, then I feel like writing becomes much easier. The older you get, the more experiences you've gone through. And I feel like things kind of took off as soon as we got our manager, because our manager knows like a lot of people and a lot of friends of hers know a lot of co-writers and important people that can help us like along our journey. So (laughs) I feel like when we got our manager and really started um, doing a bunch of covers, because we have a YouTube channel. And I remember when we had 25 subscribers and we were constantly doing covers. And I felt like doing the most popular covers at the time was the way we were going to get the, the most out of it. to us, yeah. Um, and then we eventually started doing originals, like Juna said, and I felt like... Um, like kind of putting those out for the world to see, not just like for us to write. And, and just to hear how we sound. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and, yeah, like exactly. So like our fans can like kind of hear our sound as a duo, like what Joey and I have to offer and bring to the world. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah. That's basically what happened. Do you feel like it's a completely different experience singing your own work, singing your own original songs versus doing covers? Yeah, I would definitely say there's like a lot more like... More passion. I was just about to say like passion, like an emotion that comes with it because it like comes from the heart. And it's like, especially in country music, it's like every country song I feel like tells a story. So especially when we write, you know, sometimes it's not about real experiences. Sometimes it's about, you know, some other people's experiences that we write through. Um, But even so, it's just like really personal and it's like it's like easier to perform and easier to portray like that message that we're trying to get across with our songs. Speaking of songwriting, you've gotten to work a lot with the notable songwriters on your journey. Was there something that you learned from them that like went beyond songwriting, whether it was something that you learned about the music business or just something that they kind of imparted on you that you really took away from those writing sessions? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Through writing sessions, we also learn about like life experiences and, you know, other things too, like with music, like this isn't a writer, but we actually wrote our, our music. And then Kenny Royster, a Luke Combs producer actually um, produced our four songs on our EP. So we were um, so glad that he could do that for us. Um, that was like in the beginning of when COVID happened. So we walked in there with our masks on yeah. and it was just kind of, it was just really crazy. But he, he taught us a lot of things like with music, like how singers, they add specific things at the end of different like words to enhance yeah, like different their vocal tricks and stuff and like also stuff like in the studio that to just like know going forward when recording other music and other people's studios and how it works and just like a lot of really cool tips and tricks and also going back to like writers I think that definitely there's a lot to like learn from them especially like with writing like technical, like with the song, it's like they can teach you how to structure courses and like verses and what words work best and what words sing best. And it's like, it's just a whole like collaboration, like of knowledge, I feel mm-hmm. like. And it's really helpful, you know, like for us in the future, just like sitting down with different writers and like how we portray ourselves with them. And just like, it's a whole like learning process and it's really great. So let's talk about your single, Something Good to Miss. I'm super excited for you guys to perform a little version for it for us. Did the time of pause kind of inspire the song, like, you know, with people being distanced from their loved ones? Did that kind of like spark inspiration for the single? I actually think we wrote it before COVID, if I'm Yeah, we wrote it before COVID. Yeah, and it was kind of about 
just um, having like that one person that you feel like you miss when you're gone and someone that you can come back home to. Yeah, we walked into the the writing session and our co-writers was like, you know, I, I, feel, I feel like, you know, that something good to miss would be such a good title. And then we were talking about it and saying, yeah, like, like, how oh. could that relate to us? And you know, basically, like- so we have like a house in Florida. And so we when we go up to Nashville, like we, we kind of miss Florida, you know, and just our house and our dogs and everything that's down there. Yeah. And then when we're in Florida, you know, we miss all the things about Nashville, like downtown. We miss the music. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we kind of have something to miss in both places. <laughs> I like that. I like that duality of no matter where you are, it's the feeling is where home is. It's wherever you are. Okay. So what was it like filming the visual for your song? Oh, it was super fun. Actually, the um, love interest in the music video is one of my best friends. So it was cool. She's actually like, taller than me. Yeah. So it was kind <laughs> of weird. Like, she's like an aspiring model. She's like insanely beautiful and gorgeous. And it was so fun to just have her there and like kind of work through the whole video with her. And also just filming it with Alex, who is someone that we, we've done a lot of videos with before. And he's just amazing. He knows us so well. And, yeah, so. and his camera is really high quality. Yeah. So we were, we're so thankful to use him for our music video. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was a long day. I remember oh, it yeah. was. Oh, and it was crazy because he had this room that was like filled with like any prop you can imagine, like airplane seats and pencils and pillows and duvet covers and like anything you needed for a set it was all in that room. So we got to like sift through it and like pick exactly what we wanted for our video. It was like, it was basically like acting a little bit. Yeah. It was was literally like filming like a whole, not like a movie, obviously, but it was kind of felt like that. It was really fun. Uh, Yeah. Kind of turning your music video into like a short film almost just kind of adding story. But I like that because like, I feel like a lot of music videos these days, they kind of like, glam up I guess the visual and it it really doesn't tie in within the song but I, I like that you guys actually kind of incorporate the story within the visual for the song to emphasize it I guess mm-hmm. it's going to be on the EP the single is going to be on the EP how do you want the fans to feel after listening to your upcoming EP well I would hope they feel hope they joy. like it hope they uh, like smile and not just be like that was kind of garbage. I really hope that they, you know, enjoy it and like are bumping to it when they're like driving or when they're just hanging or. I feel like it's a very like just a, a positive song. Like that's what we were trying to get at was like positivity and. Well, not you know, well. Just, yeah, we have something to miss, which is definitely positive, and also another song coming out on our EP is more than a maybe, which is also very positive. Um, and then we have two songs that one of them is a breakup song, and one of them is. I guess after the, like a heartbreak song, I guess they're kind of like breakup emotional songs. It basically is like you meet somebody. Okay. You're missing them. Then you ask them on a date and you're hoping that they say yes. Then you actually break up with them. And, and then you, you're over and them. You hate them. And then afterwards you were like, Oh my oh, God, well, I really like, miss them again. Or like, you don't realize. It's like you realize like now that you moved on, you know, you're in a better your, your spot. Your heart is breaking. Thing. Yeah. If there, if we were going to put a story to the EP, I guess that's what it would be. Not that we like organized that or anything. Not that that was like the idea, but <laughs> if we were to, kind of worked out. Yeah. Um. So I guess like with with each song on the EP is something somebody can relate to in a different way. You know, like if different. someone had just gone through a heartbreak when our EP comes out, then it'll be perfect for them to listen to Till Your Heartbreaks. Or like if someone's kind of starting a new fling or something in the summer, you could listen to more than maybe. I guess like each one kind of has a different feeling or a different vibe for it. Portrays different different things. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the audience, they're going to have their own personal story within the songs, I guess. And I like that. I like that you guys were just trying to 
connect a story because <laughs> I feel like in a body of work, like that's what, you know, that kind of what draws in somebody listening to a body of work is that there is kind of a story from start to finish. Like you visualize something. So yeah, I'm excited for everyone to hear the EP when it comes out um, later. Hey nerds, thank you for sticking around with us. We hope you're enjoying the episodes so far. We're always looking to improve the show, so any and all feedback you can give us is greatly appreciated. We're also constantly on the lookout for creatives to feature, so if you think you'd be perfect or know someone we should speak to, let us know. We can be reached over on our contact page at propnerdlounge.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of the episode. I think there's this misconception very early on in like with creating and performing that it's effortless. There's a lot of misconception out there if you're not a creative yourself that you they think that, you know, we come in and, and things have just happened overnight. What would you tell people with those assumptions that like they think that it's an effortless field? I would say it's definitely not effortless. There's just so, so, so much that goes behind this, like behind the scenes and like things that people don't see on the internet. Like, you know, just like constantly posting all the time, creating different like marketing strategies and like things to be able to um you know, post online. That's just one thing is social media with like 10 different platforms and like just to be able to keep up with all of those and do that. Then you have like traveling, which we're doing right now. You know, we've been gone for a month from like our family and friends just from our normal lives. And then also recently we just got back from another month on the road. We were only at home for like a week and then we're leaving for England in about two weeks. So it's like we're constantly on the road, like not having like a really stable environment. I'd say just moving, like living out of suitcases kind of thing. So there's that aspect. And then there's like the, you say, so sorry, I'm talking so much. You say something and, and like performing on stage is what I was going to say, you know, just like getting yourself prepared and sorry, say, I'm sorry, talking too much. Our manager <laughs> told us that this music business is like on the fly. Like she said, you, it's like, it's the not like it's not like set in stone. Like your performances can come out of the blue. Like they can call you like in a day and be like, Hey, we need you on the show in Texas. Definitely before. Yeah. Like we were like one time we were having breakfast and (laughs) they go like, Hey, you're supposed to be on. And like, they told us the night before that we were like performing later in the day and it was actually in the morning and like, it could just, it could just come up on you and you don't even know. Like, and like, sometimes like our manager will be like, Oh yeah, we got to do Christmas music right now. It's like in July. (laughs) It's like July. She's like, you guys got to practice your, your, like, you guys don't have a Christmas, Christmas song? Like, what are you t- I'm like, what do you mean with over Christmas? <laughs> and it's like, everything comes like months before with planning and everything. And there's just like so much that wasn't everything, but you know what I mean? Like I can go on forever, but there's just so much that goes behind it, but it's all like so fun. And like, you make so many memories and it's so enjoyable. Just, just being in the van is, is stressful. Like, honestly, <laughs> it's like, it's like performing on stage, being in the van. It's yeah, that like, tiring. It's, and it's just like, a constant flow and like you got to get your sleep like sleep oh, yeah, is so important so because important. you're not going to function if you don't even get like <laughs> at least six hours like. yeah you gotta sleep um but yeah i would definitely say everything is totally 1000 percent worth it it's just making so many memories is amazing and being with you know joey and our family when they can come with us and meeting new people although we might not be around our family and friends that we're like used to when we're like when we're back home all the time just even meeting new people and making new friends is really fun on the road from different states. And then you're like, Hey, I'm coming up to New York again. Do you want to hang out? Like just being able to do that is really fun. And yeah, I'm done. Sorry. <laughs> talking so much. <laughs> you mentioned London in your future plans, which is super exciting. Yeah. What's an adventure that you would like to have there? 
Well, Ooh. it's a it's a whole different vibe over there. I mean, the the people, the accents, the money <laughs> system, the food. I mean, I feel like it's we're like this is our first international tour, so it's going to be a different different vibe over there. Cool. And like driving on the right side of the road, which is the left side of the road, is going to be. <laughs> it's gonna be wait yeah. um that's right right you drive on the left side of the road i'm, not too I, I'm sure. pretty sure am i saying that wrong i'm pretty sure that you drive like on the wrong side of the road which is the right side here anyway um so yeah that's gonna be fun and just like yeah we're actually being out there we're opening be. for an artist up there uh, her name is twinny um she's like a pop artist up there in england and so i just it'd just be so cool to you know like play like before her and like see how the fans react and how like what they're gonna say you know because I feel like in England, there's a lot of country fans up there. And so that's what we kind of do. So it's going to be really cool to see how they react. And yeah. it's going to be, a, it's going to be a fun time. <laughs> so speak, you were, you said that you were opening for 20. Um, if you were to, let's say hypothetically, you were opening for Dan and Shay, what song would you like to perform with them? If you oh, I feel like definitely speechless. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that song is so iconic and, and it's like amazing. Or tequila. Or tequila. Yeah. That's also a really good one. I don't know. There's so many of their songs that we really listen to. We could honestly be honored to perform any single one of them. Um, but yeah, I would say speechless or tequila. Yeah. Definitely. Most of our, their songs that they actually own, um, we cover on our own? YouTube channel. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess they own them. That's true. <laughs> Well, guys, um, before we get to your performance, which I'm super excited about, I've got uh, one last question for you guys. And it's, is there a moment in an artist's life when they know that music is what they should be doing? Like, did you guys ever have a kind of a moment or maybe moments leading up to something where you're like, this is, you know, this is what I'm meant to be doing? Um, Honestly, it was just... It just came out of the blue. I don't like, know if it was one single moment. I think it's just like all these moments combined and like the journey that we're on and like the process that comes with it, that it makes me fall in love with music more and more every day. I mean, I feel like ever since like I performed, actually when I talking about the song Love from the Little Rascals, I learned it and I performed it on our coffee table for my dad when I was like three or however old I was. Um, and I feel like being on that stage, which is not really a stage, it was a coffee table. I feel like honestly, like in that moment, I feel like it kind of all started from there. And it was like, I just had that passion and that fire in me from the beginning. So I may, I could say like, maybe that was the moment for me, but I would say just like in general, like everything, my every time we perform is just another, like one of my first performances I had actually, uh, my mom's friend, uh, had a wedding. And we were supposed <laughs> to sing for their wedding. We did. Um, we ended up singing for their wedding and I actually fainted. Um, I was singing <laughs> I Am the Bread of Life um, on a stage. And there was like band people like right in front of us. And we were on the stage and it was very hot. Mind you, I had a huge <laughs> jacket on and a suit. And I was like up there going, I am the bread of life. And I literally fainted. And it he was, it was, it was crazy. Experience. I was like. That was like one of my uh, first time like performing. So yeah, I had no idea what to do. I was I was like freaking out. My mother like scooped him up, and I was like, "What's going?" On? Yeah, it was. Crazy. That was like one of my first performances. So that's when I like was like, "Okay, that's when you this fell in love is... with music." Is when you passed out because no, of it. but this is like this is how it is. You know, yeah, it's it was crazy though. <laughs> 
Uh, I love it. I love it. Well, right now we have a special treat for our listeners. Uh, June and Joey are going to be performing their single, Something to Miss. So whenever you guys are ready, take it away. Sneaking up, hanging out in my mind Did that next kiss hold on to this? Got something good, something good to miss Um, Sneaking up, hanging out in my mind To that next kiss, hold on to this Got something good, something good to miss Um... We actually had a we had a performance last night actually, um, late last night. So we just, yeah, 
Well, thank you guys so much for indulging us with that performance. And I appreciate you guys taking the time out to speak with me. Why don't you go ahead and tell our listener where they can find you on social media, where they can stream your music and maybe watch your Something Good to Miss music video. So, yeah, if you guys want to plug away, uh, the floor is yours. Yeah, you guys can follow us at Juna and Joey. Um, We have Spotify, all the social medias out there, TikTok, YouTube, um, Twitter, Instagram, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Facebook. I mean, there's so many. MySpace, yeah. not MySpace, don't MySpace. <laughs> um, but there's there's plenty of them out there. Um, yeah, and we, also like iTunes, Pandora, SoundCloud, Spotify. Yeah. We also have merch as well. So if you want to get some merch. Um, so yeah, you can find all of that on our website, junaandjoey.com, which is J-U-N-A, the letter N, joey.com. Yeah, we get a lot of Juan and... T- and Tuna? Tuna and Toey. <laughs> um, it's actually just J-U-N-A, the letter N... And then Joey. Yeah. <clears throat> Wonderful. Guys, thank you so much for speaking with me. Of thank course. You. Thank you fun. so much for having us. Special thanks to Juna and Joey for being this week's guest. What I really took away from our conversation is that you got to be prepared for life's curveballs. Whether it's an unexpected performance or whether it's going to a new location unexpectedly, you got to be ready for life's little curveballs. If you want to learn more about Judah and Joey, visit the links in the show notes. Popner Lounge is executive produced by Steph Pham and Vico. Vico serves as the creative director and Steph Pham serves as the host and editor. To learn more about Popner Lounge, visit our website at popnerlounge.com. You can follow us on all social media at Popner Lounge. That's it for this week's episode. I hope you tune in next time for another conversation with a fellow creative. I'm your host, Steph Pham. <laughs>